Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The NFL Scouting Combine is going on, and we'll get you the latest from Indianapolis. And obviously, what's the latest with Lamar Jackson in his contract situation? What's the buzz around Aaron Rodgers? We'll cover it all. But we all know that there was one huge thing that happened last night. Here we go! Only one place to start. Durant trailing the play. As it takes, takes it to the rim and lays it in. There you go. The first bucket for KD in his son's uniform. I'm glad my knee's back right. I'm glad I'm just on the road to playing more and more minutes each game. And I'm looking forward to a week to build from this. Still working on time and the buttons out perfectly. We'll get there. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, and last night we knew a statement would be made. The Suns came out against the Hornets. KD back on the floor. What would it look like? We got an answer to that very question, Harry, because it looked great. It looked dominant, and it looked championship level. They don't call him the easy money sniper for any reason. For no reason, Fitz. There's a reason why they call him calls, call him that. He makes the game of basketball that much easier for everyone else. But on top of that, the game of basketball comes so easy to Kevin Durant, effortlessly. Like it, it, it looks. It's. It, 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 I just. I love watching him. He's one of my favorite players to watch all time. And I don't care about all the noise that people talk about Kevin Durant. I don't care. The way he plays the game of basketball and how easy it comes to him is a thing of beauty. I knew that KD would come out and play lights out. But I found found myself last night watching the game excited to talk to you today for one reason. Because you you played in the NFL. You played at the highest level in professional sports, right? And and I was watching it last night, and there was a a pep, a, a step to everybody in the Suns not named Kevin Durant. And all I kept thinking was, what's it like when you step out on the court and you realize suddenly, like, I can only speak from the, the mindset of playing, like, pickup games, right? Like, And you walk out on the court and you suddenly realize you got somebody on your team oh. that's better than everybody else. Oh. I kept thinking, like, HD, you got to know I, I, that I, they're I, feeling it. Yes! Can I take you to a situation when, when it happened to me when I was playing in, in, in the NFL? Go. Man, after my, after my rookie year in 2008, when I seen that we signed Tony Gonzalez, I was like, oh, ho, ho. oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 7-Eleven, he always open. Put it anywhere near him. Kevin Durant, just give it to him. He going to get you a bucket. He going to get you what you need at any time in a basketball game. So it raises the level of everyone else's play around a person like that. And in this case, we're talking about a Kevin Durant. You seen Devin Booker, 37 points last night on 15 of 26 shooting. Mm. It's the efficiency from Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker last night. Kevin Durant shot 66% from the field. Devin Booker shot 57%. DeAndre Ayton, 70%. How you going to stop that when guys are sharp shooting that way, Fitz? How? I mean, I kept thinking about, too, we talked about Aiton specifically yesterday, right? We were talking yesterday about the fact that Aiton might have to make some adjustments, but could we see the Aiton we saw in the finals run a couple of years ago? Well, we got the answer. Part of the reason Aiton became a max contract player was because of efficiency, right? Because yep. he was able to make the most of the looks that he got throughout the course of that playoff run. I was watching last night, and it's like, man, you just don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal 
deal with the fact that he was in an easy situation repeatedly to clean up or get whatever he wanted to get along the way. Like, that's just unstoppable. And, and I said yesterday that DeAndre Ayton might be the sacrificial lamb in this whole ordeal. I have a change of heart on that. Oh. I think it's Chris Paul uh, from a scoring perspective. I think Chris Paul is such a natural point guard that he's going to try to set all these guys up as best as possible to get the best product on the basketball court for the Phoenix Suns and their organization. The scariest thing you'll ever see from a team, in my mind, is when you see a great team that's playing like they're having the time of their lives. Like, when you see a great team that's playing with the joy, 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 joy down in their heart, like, you see that, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I get it. This is clicking different. That's what I felt like I was watching. And it was interesting because, to me, this absolutely solidifies what I thought coming in. The Suns are, are, in my mind, they are clearly the favorite in the West. I now have my cash on the Suns to represent the West in the NBA Finals. There's no question in my mind. But part of the reason was, one thing that you've been pointing out since this acquisition happened is that in a world of big twos and big threes, the Suns have the flexibility because of CP3, because of DeAndre Ayton, because of Devin Booker, because of KD. They have the opportunity to decide whether they want to be, you know, a powerful two, whether they want to be a dominant three, whether they want to put the four on the floor. Like, they were able to turn around and use so many different combinations, and each one of those combinations looked effortless. That's, like, HD, when you see that many people having that much fun in that different setting, and they barely played together, oh my God, I'm all Well, and here's another thing, because a lot of people are worried about their bench and what their bench is going to be able to bring to them. Well, not only does the Phoenix Suns have a big three, they have a big four. And we've seen it times last night where Kevin Durant was on the floor with the bench players, and he was able to be that instant offense. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. You can honestly always keep two of those guys on the floor if you want to, if you time it out uh, the, the correct way. And if I have two of those four guys on the court at all times, I'm not necessarily worried about what my bench is going to be able to bring. Because on any given night, Devin Booker can score 50. On any given night, Kevin Durant can score 50. On any given night, DeAndre Ayton can have 25 and 15. On any given night, you can have a night where Chris Paul, he has 14 assists and also 20-plus points. So as long as you have those four guys and two of them are on the basketball court, at all times, I think you're in good standings if you're Phoenix. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny on ESPN Radio. Fear not, we'll still be on our show today from noon to 3 p.m., so we hope you'll hang out with us there. But I keep thinking about one of the words that gets used too much during football season. We'll make this a drinking game this fall. Every time somebody says variable. Like, we want athletes that can do a bunch <laughs> of things. We want a defense that can mix up what the looks are. We want an offense that can look at the defense and beat you however we want to. We saw that last night with Phoenix. We saw the beginning of that. We saw that little twinkle of the, like, you know how Golden State beat you. Everybody knows how Golden State beat you. You know how the Bucks are going to beat you. Everybody knows what you got to try to do to stop it. It's just virtually impossible. I watched this Suns team last night and thought, whatever you want to take away, They'll just find a different way to beat you. They have enough guys that can play enough different roles. This feels scary good. I know it's one game and everybody's going to tell me to calm down. And I've been sitting here saying, well, I'm not going to get excited for the Lakers after one game. I will absolutely (laughs) admit my hypocrisy because last night proved what I thought. Like when you come in with a, a, a conception in your mind, now all of a sudden you prove it. Harry, to me, I'm just looking at this saying, this is exactly what I thought it could look like. It's just even more beautiful when you see it. Yeah, And I'll be honest, they did play against the Charlotte Hornets. I understand that 
they aren't healthy and they aren't playing up to their capabilities either. But it is Kevin Durant. It is Devin Booker. It is the Phoenix Suns. These guys are not too long removed from an NBA Finals, right? And, and, and in saying that, Kevin Durant can do a multiplicity of different things on the basketball court, not just on the offensive end, but also on the defensive end. So now you have two guys in DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant that can defend in the paint, can also be shot blockers. But I think the best thing that happened to Kevin Durant's career was going to Golden State and half and the urgency to be a defensive minded guy as well as offensive minded. Not saying that he was, it was a, it was a lack of that in o, in OKC. But when you go to Golden State and you have Draymond over there, you have Klay Thompson over there. Those guys are going to push you to defend. That was the best thing that happened to Kevin Durant's career, in my eyes. Well, Kevin Durant spoke yesterday, and this is what he said after the game. In fact, just not only about playing, but about the pressure that he feels every single day. New environment, new situation, new teammates. I mean, I always feel like I got to prove myself to my teammates and my coaches every day, no matter what I've done in the league. So I feel like it's pressure on me to be who I am every day. And I put that on me internally, you know. So sometimes it's a balance, though, because I might go think too much about a situation and throw myself off. So I feel like it's all healthy, though, man. I got good intentions and I want to do well out there. and So I'm just trying to get comfortable. Really I honest. I understand where he's coming from, uh, from the sense of, right, he, don't feel, he doesn't feel like he has to prove anything to, you know, the viewers, but he's on a new team, right? And what he has done prior to that, it doesn't really mean anything to his teammates because they want to see it done with his squad that he's on right now, right? So to his coaches, to his teammates, he want to prove to those guys like, hey, this trade is worthwhile. There's a reason why they came and got me. There's a reason why people deem me the human cheat code. It's funny when you mention that because you mentioned playing with Tony Gonzalez. And you can't tell me. I don't know Tony at all. I'm not going to speak for him. You do. You can't tell me that an athlete like Tony Gonzalez doesn't understand that you, Harry Douglas, are feeling some kind of way about the fact that he's walking in that locker room and you want to come in and show everybody that those feelings are worth it, right? You want to show 100%. everybody that, you know, and, and I, always, I always go back to my music days. It's the closest analogies I can make. But I can, I can promise you, when you're sitting in a jam band and you're coming in and people know what you've done in your life and what you're capable of doing, you certainly feel from the minute I would unpack a fiddle, I would feel differently in that moment because I know everybody in that room looks at it and says, okay, here's where he's been, here's what he's done, here's the expectation of his performance. So you, you, you want you want to know who else was like that for for us in Atlanta, Devin Hester. I remember Devin Hester was on his free agency visit, and me and Roddy was in the weight room, and man, we was pitching to Dev. Man, you need to sign here. You need to come here. Think about that now. Already in the receiver group, it was me, Roddy White, and Julio Jones, and me and Roddy in the weight room trying to petition to, to Devin Hester to come play with us. Man, come with us, man. We're gonna go full wide, baby. That's... Matt Ryan gonna pick his matchup. Who who you want today, baby? <laughs> You got to feel like the Suns walked away from last night saying, man, that's a little taste of the good good, and this is just the beginning of where it's headed. As we go through the Suns, and we will several times over the course of the show, uh, we'll give you reasons why we are all in on the Suns obviously winning the championship. But last night was a big statement, a big first step uh, towards that journey. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at, get this, just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We'll keep breaking down the NBA, but coming up, Lamar has a leg up in the game of chicken. He's playing with his team. I'll tell you why. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Police have secured arrest warrants for former Georgia star Jalen Carter, stemming from the top NFL draft prospect's alleged involvement in a fatal crash involving a teammate. Details of the investigation cited evidence Carter and LaCroix were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly before the crash. Everyone that knew this went down had to know that this was going to come to the forefront at some point. It was almost exactly 24 hours ago. Sitting on this show, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, it's Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, that we learned of the Jalen Carter situation. What's the latest in Indianapolis? We'll find out. By the way, if you're still overpaying for for a razor in this economy, well, that's gross. Inflation's lame. Crying at the gas station is lame. And overpaying for razors is lame. That's why Dollar Shave Club exists. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. They've been hawking shaving products for years online. They're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Get your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Epic razors, epically affordable. 
I love them for my uh, arms. Fun fact: when you're all tattooed, you shave your arms because if you tattoo your ar- if you shave your arms and then you flop a little low low on those, uh, the tattoos are a little brighter. I'm just telling you. Try it out. All right. Uh, one person that I, I don't think shaves his arms, but I would love to be part of that experience if he ever tries is Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Dan, is that the weirdest way you've ever been introduced on any show? Let's just start with the breaking news there. That's got to be the weirdest. Without question. I don't even think there's any reason to spend any time thinking about it. I don't think there's any. I can't even imagine what number two would be. Uh, given that. So, oh, you're what? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's one of, you know, you, you know what's going to happen in the course of the day, and this one does have made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't shave my arms. I don't have tattoos. I'm very bored. Well, you know, there's plenty of time, Dan. Hang out with me, and we'll make bad life decisions there's together. There's time. <laughs> I think I'm good. Thank you. All right, so let's move to the big news. Obviously, in Indianapolis, we talked to you yesterday, Harry and I did, as this was all breaking. So now we've had about 24 hours. Georgia defensive tackle, according to Adam Schefter, Jalen Carter is back at the Combine in Indianapolis to finish his interviews, measurements, and other activities per a source. So, Graz, what's the latest that you've heard in, Graz, in Indy on this situation? Yeah, I mean, I think the teams are really in information-gathering mode, right? So on some level, it's good that he came. Like, if, if he believes, as he said in his statement, that, you know, he'll be exonerated and that things will be okay and the draft will come and he needs to do the regular preparation stuff he normally would be doing, then, then yeah, he has to come back here and answer those questions uh, from those teams. And there are going to be a lot of them because um, this is a guy, as I mentioned yesterday, who, who good enough to be the top pick in the whole draft. And... Uh, everyone's interested in him on some level. So they're going to have questions trying to ascertain what this, what these charges, what this involvement, this incident mean as it pertains to what kind of person he is. And uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised he came back. And guys, i got to ask you, what should these teams be wanting to hear from him and right. trying to find out what happened? You know, it's, he probably can't talk about like what happened. Like he probably can't talk about like like charges he's facing. I think what you're trying to find out, and obviously it's an inexact science, and there've been stories written about it, and, and teams doing it the wrong way, and all that stuff. But what you're trying to find out in combine interviews is what kind of guy is this? We're about to make a major, major, major investment in, uh, and are, is it someone we can count on? Like that is what it basically breaks down to. So, um, I think the question would be: Is this is this incident or these charges, whatever his level of involvement is, is it a sign of something else about him that's going to cause a problem or make it harder to rely on him going forward? And I think that's pretty much where the team start in terms of if you're trying to figure out where and how high to pick this guy. So uh, the answers to that, there's a wide spectrum of possibilities, which is why uh, each team wants to do the interviews and find out for themselves. We're talking to ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on the Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Uh, Graz, here's what Packers GM Brian Gutekunst had to say about specifically one Jordan Love. Well, you can't win in this league without a strong quarterback. I mean, that's been proven. So we want Lamar here. That's the wrong sound. You know what? I'm going to learn how to play the right one. Uh, I'll find it for you at some point. He said they love Jordan Love. What's all that mean? Well, it means that you know, they're trying to tell the world and maybe someone in particular that, hey, if we if it came to that, we'd be all right moving on to the guy we drafted in the first round a couple of years ago and have spent some time developing. So to me, it's a key development in the situation because, like, it's been strange for so long. It's like Aaron's got to decide what he wants to do. But, like, the Packers, 
could decide what they want to do too, right? <laughs> like they could trade him. They would have a market. So if they decide they want to move on and they're sick of all the every single you know thing that comes with Aaron Rodgers, in addition to being a great football player, then um, yeah, Jordan then then it would be time to start pumping up Jordan Love. So no, bro. I, I think to me it's saying that it sounds more like the Packers are ready to move on than it has at any point in the last couple of years. Definitely sounds like that to me as well, Graz. Now, I want to take it to the Ravens and their GM, Eric DaCosta, and head coach John Harbaugh, once again reaffirm their desire to keep Lamar Jackson. What is their black backup plan if they can't work something out with him? And do you think they're in a desperate mode from a quarterback perspective? I mean, look, the, the backup plan is the franchise tag, right? Like, that's, they, they don't have to let him go. They can franchise him and, and keep him, and he'd be under contract and would have to make a decision about whether he wanted to play. So um, that is the, the nuts and bolts, X's and O's answer to your question, what's the backup plan? But if it, you, I think what you're saying is, like, if it got to a point where he wanted out or the relationship yeah. fell apart and they had to move on. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, look, if you franchise him, and you don't put the exclusive franchise tag on him, some other team that is willing to give him the contract he wants can make him that offer, and if you don't want to match it, you get two first-round picks. Well, two first-round two first picks are a way to help you find your backup plan at quarterback. So, uh, you know, it's one possibility if it were to go that route. I think, you know, if you were trading that player at this point in his career, one of your considerations has to be, well, where do we go at quarterback? And... um part of your goal for the trade would be to help you answer that question. Do you believe that there's another team out there in the NFL right now that would be willing to give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract? Yeah, there probably is. Like I'm not, I, I, like on the top of my head, I'm not saying I know who it is, but yeah, I think so because talent wins out and, and some of these owners have just so much money, like, like, like money that they forget about. And, and, uh, and I think, there will be a, a donor that says, yeah, we need this. We're desperate. I don't care about the money. Guarantee it. I don't care what my other owners are going to think of me for doing it. Um, the, the, this just so happens, and unfortunately for Lamar Jackson, that the Ravens uh, do not have such an owner. And, and I will say this, though, Graz, because all it takes is one team. It's just like a young guy waiting to get drafted. All it takes is one team. With Baker Mayfield, all it took was that one team in the Cleveland Browns to believe in, believe in him. All it took was Deshaun Watson and the, for the Cleveland Browns to believe in him as well. The same team. All it takes is one team, right? Why is it always the Browns? Like, what are they doing? Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the Cowboys then because, uh, frankly, they're the Cowboys. We always have to talk about them. Mike McCarthy said they're building around Dak. You buying it? Yes, I am. I, I think, you know, because, I mean, you talk to a lot of people here. I know some people in that building that are – you know, in the decision-making rooms where it happens. And uh, they, that's the message coming out of there. They believe in him. The interceptions, they thought it was weird. He thought it was weird. They are tremendous fans of what they call his football character. They believe it's off-the-charts character-wise. And, you know, I think that's true. I mean, interceptions aside, I don't think that's ever been any question about Dak Prescott. So they're willing to take a bet on what they saw prior to this year and the person they believe him to be. And and sort of treat this year as an aberration from that standpoint and continue to, to build around them. And they, they know they need more explosive playmakers on offense. Like when Tony Pollard got hurt in the playoff game, they were down to like C.D. Lamb and a bunch of guys that aren't explosive playmakers. So they need, they need to augment that, and I think that's going to be their offseason priority for one of them. 
uh, Graziano, they tell me I got to let you go. But rather than text you in two hours mm-hmm. and ask you, I'm just going to ask you now. Uh, and yeah, yeah. You want to give me an update on what the Raiders are doing at quarterback? Got any, got any insight there guys, for me, Tim? I, I don't. I don't. But you guys, you probably got another show later, right? Like you're just going to host all the shows today. I mean, and so <laughs> you can call me back. And we'll do it on, on whatever. Look, just be, we're, we're going to be very right? clear here. Like, if you get any inkling of what the Raiders are doing at quarterback, I, you could just I, call I, into any of the shows that I'm hosting because we're basically uh, on 87 hours a day. And we will just dump yeah. whatever we're talking about, whoever we're talking to, and we will put you on right there to break it yeah. to the world. All right. Open invitation. I got it. That's a deal. If I find something out about them, you'll be my Maybe my second, but one of my first two calls. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll follow him on Twitter at, uh, at Dan Graziano ESPN. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. I got to call the news desk, you know, but then you guys. Anyway, oh. yeah, thanks. <laughs> Oh, man, I just love the idea of Graz, like, calling right into Fitz and Harry, which you can listen to from noon to three, and then just being like, hey, 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 stop what you're talking about. Quick update. Here's what the Raiders are doing at quarterback, Harry. Like, if we can get this working with the insiders around here, you know how much easier it would uh, it would, uh, it would, would make my life? And you know what? If, if Graz will do that for us, I'll even pay for his tattoo. Like, well, I, I would love to see your reactions, like, live and in, and in color, baby. That's oh, man, what I want to say. It's the wor- like, it is the worst. I know Greedy on this show a lot of times talks about the pain of having to sit in front of a microphone and be a Jets fan. Let me just tell you, every year I've hosted the NFL Draft digitally that we've ever done an NFL Draft show. And the fact that they put that camera right in my face, like, oh, with the fourth overall pick, the Raiders select Cleveland Furl. And they put a thing right Alex in my face. Alex Leatherwood. Alex Le- the only pick in the entire draft that year, the only time my producers got my ears and said, you got to stall. We don't have any footage ready because nobody thought he was going in the first round was Alex Leatherwood. So I'm stalling. And then all of a sudden, one of the producers gets in my ears and I'm like, tell America what you think. What the hell do you think I think? Oh, man, I just... Just want one draft. It's well, easy. what what does Boomer say? Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm telling you, I'm just bringing I'm bringing a bottle. It doesn't have a label on it, and you guys can think it's water. That's fine. I'm gonna get I through it this snitch. year. I won't tell it all. <laughs> trust me. Oh, it's give a, me some Fitz. Give me some. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Greedy on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You guys can hang out with us. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Greenies presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly seven hundred bucks on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Uh, a lot of this conversation about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure that there's an easy solution to any of it because let's be real, Harry. If it is just simply a we're not going to guarantee it, I think that people need to understand not every person sees wealth the same. If you are right now Lamar Jackson and you're looking at your bank account and you're like, huh, I never have to work again in my life. And let's be clear, even though he fin- it took a while for him to get that money, he got that money this year. He never has to work another day in his life. So if he wants to, he can look around and be like, eh, I know my worth. I'm good. I'll sit out this year. I'll sit out next year. I really don't care. I'll sit out until I get exactly what I want. Like He really does, in my mind, hold a lot of the cards here because he controls whether or not he's going to sign a contract that isn't exactly what he wants. Well, that's a lot of things. Uh, that's, well, that's one thing I think a lot of people need to understand about you know the franchise tag is that the player doesn't have to sign it. Right, and if they don't sign it, that means they're not obligated to be there when you have mandatory mini camp and mandatory training camp. In those regards, now in Lamar's case, do you want to be there? Yes, because it'll be a new offense you'll be learning. But also, if he gets traded, it'll be a new offense he he'll be learning. So the ball, I think, is really in his court. But what are the Ravens going to do? That's why I think, from a Ravens perspective, Fitz, 
if the Colts hit them up about anything Lamar Jackson-wise, they have to take it. Because the Colts are sitting at number four in this draft, and you're going to get a high draft pick. You also got to watch, you know, where these teams will probably be, be next year because you're going to require more than one first-round draft pick. But you don't want to, you know, be trading with a team that's picking in the teens or the 20s this year, and then next year they're probably going to be picking in the late 20s or 30s. You, you don't want that because that's not going to benefit your team, especially in trying to get a quarterback to replace Lamar Jackson. It, what's wild to me is I just looked it up. I just Googled career earnings. Now, I realize that uh, all of us are sitting here saying he has a chance to make $230 million. What's he complaining about? My guy last year made $23 million bucks. Now, Harry, I can promise you this. If I made $23 million this year, next year I would probably come in with a list of demands on life, just life in general. And if you don't want to make, meet those demands, I'm just not going to come to work. I know that we in our minds have it set that, well, Lamar Jackson would never walk away from 150 or 160 or $170 million. I don't know. Like, I just know that I came from nothing. So if you give me $23 million and you just put it in the bank, even after I pay my taxes and I pay my agent, well, he doesn't have an agent. I pay my taxes. I'm sitting around. I got $12 million sitting there. I got $12 million in the bank and somebody else wants to undervalue me. I'm good. I know I know what I would do if I was him. You know, you know the group Escape, the singing group that is from Atlanta? Of course. I'm going to kick off my shoes and relax my feet. Party on down to the Escape beat, just kicking. I'm just going to kick it if I'm Lamar Jackson. I, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine that's a successful country music artist a few months ago. And he was talking about just the rat race of trying to make it in country. And he said, and I think it's important in that moment, he's like, you know what? I've made enough money that I don't have to work anymore. So even if I'm putting out singles, if the record label wants me to change what I'm doing, if they're not promoting it the way I want, if I'm not making the money I want to make, I just walk away. And I think there's some real element to this. Like, we look at the funny money that's coming out and say, well, he should never walk away. I'm looking at it and saying, "My, well, if, if he, I don't know what he's done with his money so far, but I know we, even after taxes, he's got over $10 bucks in the bank. I know plenty of people in the world that would never go to work again for a single second for 10, if they had $10 bucks. Well, and we're, we're just talking about you know the money that he's making on the field. We're not even talking about the money that he's making off the field. Talk about investment, endorsement deals. Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure endorsement deals for Lamar Jackson are sky high because he has a clean slate off the field. Yeah, and you can't tell me that he wouldn't have value somewhere uh, doing whatever he wants in media, right? Like yep. there is a the the concept of financial freedom is something that we don't talk a lot about with the guys that play in the NFL, and I don't think everybody necessarily has it because you can look at the funny money uh, numbers on on the internet and realize that. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that much is in their bank account. I often give Harry grief about NFL earnings, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, I, I, I know that. You know that. But you're talking about somebody that waited his whole life to get paid, and he just got paid? That's a level of freedom in this. Like, the Ravens need Lamar Jackson more than Lamar needs the Ravens because he can walk away and live rich, or he can see if the open market wants to pay him what he wants. Fitz, I'm laughing because waking up this morning, you never thought you'd be hearing Escape on Greeny's show. Yeah, that is fair. yeah, I don't think there's been a lot of Escape uh, references. I, like, <laughs> look, I got, in the, I got in this true story. I got in the car this morning very early because, you know, we're doing Greeny and then we're doing Fitz and Harry, and it's a long day. So I had to get my Orange Theory in because, as Harry points out, all the time i'm rich and when you're rich you do orange theory uh so <laughs> I, I get in the car i'm joking about that but i get in the car to, to go to orange theory 
And uh, and I tweeted this out this morning because if you listen to Fitz and Harry on Fridays, we like to play. You know, we like to play mood love sentiment. It's it's music. a love Friday. It's a love Friday. And last week we sort of went off uh, on Friday about one Tevin Campbell. So imagine the surprise that I felt this morning when I get in the car and Tevin Campbell is on the radio station. I have to be the only person in the history that uh, that was blaring. Can we talk at the top, like absolute top volume in the car as I. Can came into Orange Theory, and I'll tell you, I'm usually the guy that goes in early and I like to try and stretch and everything. Nope. I sat in the car till that song was completely done because around Fitz and Harry, you never, you never leave Tevin Campbell. You never leave Tevin Campbell early. I'm just saying it's a valuable lesson. I, I have no idea what music references we're going to bring into the rest of the show, but I can tell you this. Coming up, Major League Baseball isn't the only sport that might be about to shorten games with big changes. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There's been so much controversy and conversation about pitch clock changes made to Major League Baseball. And there are certainly some baseball purists out there that don't want anything to do with any of it. But they're not the only sport where purists may not love some of the changes that are coming. Because if there's anything I know, college football fans are equally passionate about the way things have been. And the game... Maybe about to look a little different. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Greeny on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Again, you can still hang out with us from noon to three today and every weekday, uh, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, or your smart speakers, obviously. Harry, the NCAA is looking at uh, rule proposals, uh, changes that are out there. All 10 FBS commissioners are in unanimous approval of their support for three proposed rule changes being discussed this week to shorten College football games. One, all right, they're going to run the clock after first downs are awarded except the last two minutes of either half. Two, eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive team timeouts. And three, this is a big one, I think, carrying over any foul to the next period instead of finishing with an untimed down. So how often have we seen, well, the quarter can't end on a penalty? It would be able to in this process. They are saying that they're doing these things uh, to help player safety, but one of the byproducts of it, Harry, is that it would shorten the game. So especially that uh, running the clock after first downs are awarded, that's a big change to the way college football does business. Yeah, it is. And that's also something with me dealing with the XFL. That's what they do. It's a running clock except for the last two minutes 
uh, the first half and also the second half, and it seemed to have been working out very, very well in those regards. In the XFL, now it's uh, probably going to be in college football. The consecutive timeouts, that's a dandy one because when I think about, you know, you have those teams that, that are trying to win on a last-second field goal, right? And let's just hypothetically say a coach has three timeouts. If he calls one timeout, but he has two left, he can't call the other two, right? Because that would be consecutive. That would be back-to-back timeouts. Yeah. And, and, and what if it's an opportunity, you know, to freeze the kicker? Now that opportunity is only cut down to one with one timeout. And, and you mentioned, by the way, the XFL. I think this is a reminder that for all of the conversation about the XFL and what these rule changes could mean for the NFL, there's also some real conversation about college football looking at the XFL. The running clock, as you mentioned, the kickoffs, which look drastically different. If you haven't watched an, an XFL game Kickoffs are substantially different, and uh, it results. Uh, it's hard to explain, but the players are lined up five yards apart from each other. Nobody can move until the ball is actually touched by the returner. They're close to the returner. It's a much different look on the kickoff for health and safety reasons and to try and get more kickoffs returned. So the extra points of one, two, and three points for the XFL instead of having the opportunity to kick. You run a one-point play, a two-point play, or a three-point play. Harry, these, these things have been talked about for the NFL since the XFL launched a few weeks ago. But smart college football minds have also been asking, should college football be looking at these? So anytime there's football in the spring, it gives everybody the opportunity to sort of test these things out. Yeah, and I would say this because, you know, a lot of people may they may gripe or they may feel some type of way about the changes. But we got to remember, as time passes, things innovate and you want your game to innovate as well. So don't be closed minded. Uh, Be open to change, because at some point. Everything in our lives will change. We just got to be ready for it and uh, have the right mindset when it does happen. It speaks to media consumption, too. Like, uh, you know, tonight I'll be back on campus hosting SportsCenter on Snapchat. Uh, we, I talk about this a lot on Fitz and Harry. Uh, we get the metrics on SportsCenter on Snapchat, on Snapchat all the time. You have two or three seconds to keep a viewer on Snapchat. As opposed to TV where you're trying to hold viewers for minutes, you're trying to hold people for seconds on social media. Think about what TikTok has become for so much of the world. And think about the way that we digest highlights all the time. Like it used to be the only way you could get highlights was to sit down and watch SportsCenter. Now Mm -hmm. you can open Twitter and you can get 30 highlights in 30 seconds. Like that's part of the beast of appealing to younger audiences. You have to understand at some point that if your future generation is consuming that way, you need to be making sure that part of your product Product, while you don't want to alienate the fan base you have, is evolving to that future generation. Your kids, yes. Harry, are going to watch football different. Well, I will say this. Someone I have the utmost respect for, Arthur Blank, right? He wrote a book called Good Company. And one of the, 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 the pillars in the book was that you have to innovate continuously, right? You have to be willing to change with time because over time, things do change. And that was one of the, the one of the major takeaways I took from his book because things don't stay the same, and you have to be open minded no matter your age group. And we're seeing it uh, in the coaching rankings, whether it's college or where, especially the NFL. We have so many young coaches now becoming head coaches because of the older head coaches are still in their old mindsets instead of you know innovating with time. Not not everyone, but a lot of them. It's interesting when you say that because I keep thinking about the fact that. 
you know, we talk all the time about understanding audience and how I think representation matters for different different groups, but also for different age groups, right? Like, you can't sit there and say, well, we're going to make sure the NFL appeals to this target audience all the time. You've got to have somebody in the room that's like, hey, here's what kids are watching. And it's one of the things that's been really yep. stunning for me working on so many different platforms and so many different ways for ESPN is that every platform has a different audience, which means you have to tailor what you do to each of those. Now, coaches are certainly thinking more cutting edge than ever, right? I wonder who in the NFL is giving them, you know, who in different sports leagues are giving them the insight of what young audiences want. Because certainly you and I have sat through college football seminars before where they talk about the fact that the audience is getting older. It's getting more regionalized. Part of the way you work on that is you improve the pace of the game. Yeah, and you look at guys like Pete Carroll. You wonder why he's still around having success. It's because he understands that. He did, he did it in college at USC. He's done it with the Seattle Seahawks, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, it is a reminder that innovation is going to be constant in college football, just like Major League Baseball could look wildly different. We'll keep breaking it down, but I'm sold on KD, and there's one reason you can't talk me out of it. I'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry sitting in on Greeny on ESPN Radio. for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.